You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the Holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find I'm full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Hello once again, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for keeping an eye on all things on the future of Star Wars and the new films and episodes 7, 8, and 9, and even more than that, which we're about to talk about this week. I'm your host, Kyle, and as always, I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. How you doing, Tim? Hey, Kyle. Doing good. Excited about this new news that happened this past week. <laughs> yeah, awesome. you know... It's, it's funny, when the first big announcement came out that Disney bought Lucasfilm, there was, like, a huge news explosion all over the internet for, you know, a couple of weeks, and I was thinking, oh, man, we're always going to have a ton of stuff to talk about on this podcast. And then around the holidays and New Year's and stuff, it kind of died down a little bit, and there wasn't as much to talk about. And I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe that was just, you know, the initial hype, and now there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about, and we're just going to kind of get things slowly trickling out over the next few years. But now, lately, kind of ever since they announced that J.J. Abrams is going to be the director, it seems like we've been getting kind of more and more stuff since then. So we've got a few yeah. more things to talk about since our last episode. Yeah, like you said, ever since the J.J. announcements, like every other day it seems like a new story or at least a new rumor would come out about a possibility of characters or spinoff movies, characters. So yeah, this keeps coming and coming. Yeah, yeah, it's all either, you know, there's news or there's rumors or something. I was reading an article on IGN the other day, and I don't even remember what it was, but it was something Star Wars related that they posted. And then I was reading the comments, and somebody was like, oh, can't we go an hour without a piece of Star Wars news? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it does kind of seem like a lot. But, hey, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm not complaining. Tell me. Yeah. An hour would be too long of the gap anyway. <laughs> we need it every minute. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's been five minutes. Why haven't they told me anything new? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even I noticed, too, the fan posters are coming back in full force the last few weeks, too, ever since J.J. Abrams, the director, was announced. So there were some cool ones. Like, there's one, like, the Falcon crashed down on the on a planet, or there's one with, like, a, some hooded Jedi, the Roby C. Darth Vader's helmet on the floor. So I yeah. always love seeing those fan posters. Yeah, some of those fan posters are really cool. I think my favorite one so far that I've seen is the one that's kind of based off of the new Star Trek poster. Uh-huh. He's in the new Star Trek poster. I think it's I think it's Captain Kirk who's supposed to be on that poster, and you see him standing, kind of looking out over some debris, but it's like he's looking through a hole that then is kind of shaped in the Star Trek logo. And um, they made a Star Wars one that kind of is based off of that. And it's like Luke with R2 looking through the trees at the, you know, the temple on Yavin that he uses for the new Jedi temple. And when he's looking through the trees, like the gap in the trees is shaped like the Rebellion logo. So that's probably my favorite one that I've seen so far. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, keep them coming. I love seeing those, even though they're never going to be the official poster. They're just cool to have on your desktop background or something oh yeah yeah sure it just helps to you know keep the hype going until we do get an official poster and trailer and all that kind of stuff yep 
Yeah, but anyway, uh, let's just jump right into the biggest piece of news from this, I think it was just this past week, that uh, they announced that they are making more Star Wars movies besides just Episode 7, 8, and 9. Uh, there was an official statement from Lucasfilm this week saying that they're working on at least two spin-off movies that are going to be sort of standalone movies that focus on individual characters, and who knows, they could do even more beyond that. But I believe they said they're supposed to come out um, like a year apart after Episode 7, right? Yeah, that was actually the uh, this whole announcement. The thing that caught me by surprise was that I believe he said seven, eight, and nine are supposed to be in a six-year gap for those supposed to be released, and that these two new spin-off movies are going to be somewhere in that six-year gap too. So to me, it kind of sounds like they want to go to the Marvel approach. Maybe having I don't know if they're going to do two Star Wars movies a year, or maybe at the least uh, a movie a year or something like that. But this, we're not going to have a long wait between movies. It seems like. Yeah, no, that was the first thing I thought of, too, was that they're doing it kind of like how they've been doing with the Marvel movies in between the Avengers, where you've got the movies based on each individual superhero. Um, so, yeah, who knows? We could be getting, starting in 2015, we could be getting a new Star Wars movie every year. Yeah, man, how awesome is that? <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> yeah. never think in a billion years that would happen. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you think about this? you think it's pretty cool? Yeah, it got me real excited about it. I mean, I, if they go how Marvel does it, I think is pretty good. This is where it's two a year at the same time. We hopefully they're going to be quality movies where it's not going to be too saturated where I'm sure there's going to be people out there saying, Oh, it's maybe too much star Wars and we don't want to get overexposed, but it's worked well for Marvel. I think it'll work probably even better with star Wars because there's so much more you can do in that universe. And yeah. I believe they're planning, like they said, to take familiar characters into spin-off movies. And that also got me curious to wondering if it's going to be truly standalone or is there going to be some connection between kind of the same that Marvel did with their movies, like an end credit scene or have some story thread that goes throughout those movies that ties it in all together with 7, 8, and 9. So, yeah, just the possibilities are endless and it just has me excited to see what we're going to see. So, yeah, I'm real happy with the news. Yeah, but like you were saying, with some people maybe worrying about us being oversaturated or having too much Star Wars or something. That was kind of my initial thought a little bit. I mean, I was excited about it, but at the same time, I was like, do we really want that many Star Wars movies that close together? And um, I guess maybe just because whenever a new Star Wars movie comes out, you know, for us fans, it's such a huge deal. Yeah. Because we've only had six, and, you know, there was the original trilogy that came out back in the 70s and 80s, and then the prequel trilogy just, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. But it's like every time a new one comes out, we'd be, you know, following spoilers and trailers and stuff on the Internet and getting all hyped up. And, you know, you go to the midnight premiere and make a huge deal out of it. And so I was like, well, maybe it'll kind of take away some of the special significance of that if we're getting them just one a year. It's like it won't be such a big, huge event. But at the same time, if they can make these movies really good and they tell cool stories about cool characters and stuff, I mean, more Star Wars is never a bad thing. So, I mean, it, it could have some trade-offs. There could maybe be some negative effects to having that many movies in that short of a time span. And like you said, there probably will be some people that might feel like it's too much. But, I mean, I guess we kind of just have to wait and see and see how they decide to do the movies and what they're about and everything. Because if they make them really good then, like I said, I don't think you can have too many of them. If we get a really awesome Star Wars movie every year, I'm not going to complain because I'm going to go watch them all a bunch of times. Yeah, like you said, probably the only trade-off would be having that initial excitement 
and that there was a new Star Wars movie coming, new Star Wars movie coming, and we may lose that excitement if it comes out every year. But that's a trade-off I'm willing to make, just knowing that we're getting good movies if they all end up being as great as they could be. So that's yeah. a small price to pay, I would think, just having that excitement feel of a new Star Wars movie. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, if you make a whole lot of them they're not all going to be as great as, you know, Empire Strikes Back. They're not all going to be perfect. But that doesn't mean that, like, half of them are going to suck. I mean, if you look at the Marvel movies, yeah, some of them are better than others, but they're all pretty good and pretty entertaining. So, yeah, exactly. you know, at the best, we could get some really great new Star Wars stories, and at the worst, we could get some, you know, Star Wars stories that are still entertaining and fun to watch, and heck, why not go see it? Yeah, and who knows if they're even going to be all live action. I mean, we may even see some animated stuff too. That's true. You know, I would love to see them take another crack at doing an animated film just because with the Clone Wars, I mean, that was their first attempt at doing animation. And you look at how far the series has come since the movie first came out and the animation looks so much better now. And, uh, you know, just the expression of the character animation and the scope of the battles and the environments and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to see that back on the big screen again with as good as they've made it now. Yeah, or even if they have the budget to do ones that kind of like the cut scenes for the Knights of the Old Republic trailers or some of the Force Unleashed commercials, that CG oh, effect man. would just awesome on those. I would I mean, die. Seeing a full movie like that would be amazing, I would think. Yeah, that would be sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, you were also talking about them possibly having a continuous story thread or something, or kind of doing like the Marvel movies where you focus on separate characters or stories or whatever in between sort of the big team ups. So like in between seven and eight, they could maybe focus on individual characters in between those movies. But I mean, because Star Wars is already so huge and we've got so many stories with the expanded universe and we've got so many characters from the movies that we already have that, you know, have their own interesting backstories and stuff like that. I mean, there's so much more they could do. So I hope that these movies really are just standalone and they just go off and tell all kinds of stories, whether they're original ones or whether they they adapt some EU material that maybe would be really cool to see on screen at one point. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars has never really done, you know, like the n- comics or some of the novels, like a big crossover thing. I mean, they had that one comic event, I believe it was Vector, it was called. I never really read it, but it was thing that, like a main story that tied to all the different comics that were going on at that time. So Star Wars isn't really known for having like those big like, crossover events things where everything ties in and connects together. So we'll see if they decide to do something different with that. But I'm kind of in agreement with you. I would rather have true standalone films and let 7, 8, and 9 focus on that main story that they want to tell there. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we might also be getting that too, because um, based on some rumors that we've got this week and, you know, none of this has been confirmed yet, except that they are making spinoff movies, but we don't know what they're about, but we do have rumors about what they're about. Um, And actually I forget what day this news first came out, but it was like earlier that day, there were rumors going around that Lucasfilm was maybe going to make spinoff movies about Yoda and Jabba the Hutt. And I first read that and was like, okay, yeah, you know, just another weird rumor floating around out there. But then it was later that same day when Lucasfilm confirmed that they were indeed making spinoff movies. They just didn't say what they were about. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe there's some credibility to this, you know, Yoda or Jabba stories that they might be doing. 
But then the next day, there was an even bigger rumor, um, because I think this was reported by Entertainment Weekly, and they just kind of reported it as fact and said they had inside sources close to the project that told them this. But there was still no confirmation from Lucasfilm. But they were saying that the spinoff movies were going to focus on Boba Fett in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And then the other one would focus on a young Han Solo in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And honestly, I feel like those two options are probably a lot more plausible um, and probably would be more entertaining movies. I don't think I'd want to watch a whole movie about Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that's a little far-fetched. I heard. Yoda, yeah, I could definitely see, but Jabba the Hutt, I mean, <laughs> I was once, like you said, set through two hours focused on Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, not, uh, not a real enticing concept. <laughs> but yeah, even for Yoda, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Yoda. But as soon as I heard that, I just thought, Yoda is the star of his own movie? Eh, I don't know about that. Because, I mean, for one thing, Yoda's just really great as a supporting character. Um, you know, he doesn't, like, take charge in any big battles, or he's not, like, the central focus of events. He's just kind of the guy that mentors the younger Jedi and has all the answers about the Force and all that kind of thing. And also, if they were to make him the star of his own movie, they'd probably let us know a lot more about the character than maybe we need to. Um, Cause I mean, there's kind of a lot of mystery to Yoda. I mean, nobody knows what planet he's from or what his race is, or, you know, we know he's been around for 900 years, but we don't know every story about what he's been doing for the last 900 years. But I don't think we really need to, you know, like, um, I don't know. I just think that sort of magic and that mystery is really kind of what makes him such a cool character. So I don't really want to see them dive into that too much and just tell us everything there is to know about Yoda, because then that kind of takes away the mystique of that old mysterious Jedi master living in the cave on Dagobah. Yeah, I'm actually kind of in the opposite opinion of that. I would love to see kind of like Yoda as a young Jedi story, maybe him as a Padawan scene showing his master and finding out what his race is and what planet he comes from. I'm not, I'm not that type of person who likes the mystery surrounding the characters, like the whole thing with Boba Fett before we found out his origin in episode two. I, I always kind of wanted to know what his backstory was. I mean, I get why having the mystery is kind of a cool thing for a character not knowing too much about it. But for me personally, I always like knowing kind of the history of certain characters, where they come from and all that. I mean, when it's done right, I just think it adds to a lot to the character. And I think Yoda has the potential to do that, to see him as a young Padawan, to see how he learned and how he became such a wise Jedi master. So I actually, a Yoda movie with something I'd really want to see. And hopefully one day we'll get that. I mean, even before the movies were announced, I would hope we get a novel or something going on to Yoda's origins to see where he came from in his training as a Jedi. That's something I've been dying to see for a while. So for me, I hope that one actually becomes a reality. Huh. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like you said, if, if they did it right, it could be good. Um, that's just not what I'm dying to see. I'm like, if they leave Yoda alone, I'd be fine with that. But I mean, you mentioned Boba Fett and that's one that I would like to see. Um, I mean, cause yeah, I kind of agree with you on that, that I was never really all that intrigued by, you know, it, it wasn't like the mystery of the character that fascinated me. It was just the armor and the weapons yep. and all the gadgets and stuff. And I just want to see him, you know, flying around doing cool bounty hunter stuff and get to see more of Slave One and maybe get to see him interact with some other bounty hunters. In fact, before we heard, well, we've been hearing rumors about a Boba Fett movie probably since, you know, even before the uh, the whole Disney Lucasfilm deal went down before we even knew they were making more movies. 
But with these most recent rumors, before the ones came out about Han Solo and Boba Fett, when they were talking about the Yoda and Jabba movies, as the first thing that came into my head when I thought about a Jabba the Hutt movie is I was like, I don't want a whole movie about Jabba the Hutt, but it would be kind of cool if they made a Boba Fett movie and Jabba the Hutt played a really big part in it, you know, maybe more so than he did in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, that'd make more sense than yeah. just a Jabba Solo movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. May, I mean, maybe those rumors came out because they knew that Jabba the Hutt would be involved in the Boba Fett movie somehow, or I don't know. It's still all speculation at this point. Yeah, but just but the fact the Boba Fett a, movie just seems like such a no-brainer to me. It's when yeah. they were talking about these spinoff movies before any of these rumors came about. You just think to yourself, yeah, if they ever do that, Boba Fett would be such an awesome movie to see. I mean, even a year ago, I think uh, Joe Johnson was even talking about how he would like to direct a Boba Fett movie one of these days. He has, like, some cool ideas for it, so yeah, he may exactly. get his chance if this proves to be true. Yeah, and, I mean, it would make perfect sense for Jabba the Hutt to be in a Boba Fett movie, too, because, I mean, we know they've worked be- worked together before, and Jabba's kind of, uh, or Boba's kind of, like, one of Jabba's regular bounty hunters that he goes to, and we see him hanging around the palace and stuff, so that could be pretty cool. I would actually, though, for me, as far as the time setting is when the movie would take place, I would like to see it if the, after Return of the Jedi, if they are like fully going to embrace the EU where he survived the Sarlacc pitfall and to see how he gets out of that and to see what he does after that. I mean, they may not even go there. They may want to stay where like Return of the Jedi is where he died and just show what happens before. But if they do go that route, I'd like to see post-Return of the Jedi Bowl with it. Yeah, that could be interesting too. Although, you know what? Uh, that whew, <laughs> That's something I just thought of is that if they release this movie after episode seven and it takes place, you know, after episode six, when Boba Fett gets out of the Sarlacc pit, maybe the standalone movie could be, you know, an explanation for how Boba Fett survived. And then he yeah. could show up in episode eight or something, maybe like that. Yeah, but I mean, all, according all to we these... got is just a few comics and that robot chicken special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, according to those rumors from entertainment weekly, if there is any truth to those, they said, that the Boba Fett movie is either going to be set in between episodes four and five or in between episodes five and six. But, I mean, if they do decide decide to resurrect him out of the Sarlacc pit at some point, it would be cool to see, like, an older Boba Fett in the new sequel trilogy that they're doing. Yeah, because in the commentary for Return of the Jedi, I believe, uh, Lucas actually said he was thinking about doing something for the special edition of showing, like, a quick shot of him coming out of the Sarlacc pit or just showing how he survives. But he said that he just never really got around to shooting that but it was actually an idea he had of him showing that so yeah and i've heard that too and you know what what the heck if they can bring darth maul back (laughs) getting cut in half and falling down an energy shaft i'm sure they can resurrect boba fett from you know falling in the sarlacc which doesn't even kill you for a thousand years yeah that's a pretty uh safe explanation to give to viewers of making it plausible how he gets out of there if you bring darth maul back you can pretty much bring anybody back yeah and speaking of Clone Wars, actually, I was also thinking, um, yeah, I wonder if they made a Boba Fett movie, if they'd include any of the new Bounty Hunter characters that they've invented for the Clone Wars series. Um, I mean, obviously, we kind of have to see where they're all at at the end of this series and who survives and stuff. But, I mean, how cool would it be to see Boba Fett, you know, maybe killing off like an old Cad Bane and sort of officially taking over the, you know, the top spot as like top dog yeah. Bounty Hunter in the galaxy? That's another thing, too, depending on the time period 
of when the movies will take place. If, who will get to play it? If they'll go with Daniel Logan or maybe uh, Temuar Morrison to replay play Boba Fett as he did Django Fett. So that'd be interesting to see the casting and what they'll do for it. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, I would think maybe if it took place, if it's taking place during the original trilogy, like in between four and five, or yeah. especially in between five and six, I'd think they'd probably go with Tamara Morrison. But, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, are there, when you heard this, were there any other maybe stories or characters that came to mind that you thought would maybe be cool if they got their own spinoff movies? Um, regarding the characters, at least the ones out there's in the rumors, Han Solo, I, that one never actually came to my mind as something that I'm really dying to see. And I just think that would be something that's really hard to pull off if they go the young Han Solo route that they're thinking of doing in this rumor story. I mean, because just Harrison Ford is such a... Harrison Ford is Han Solo to me, and everyone, most people associate him with that, and of course Indiana Jones, and having another young actor portray Han Solo, it's just going to be really hard to pull off, I think, especially when Han Solo is really not that old in A New Hope. It's not like Ewan McGregor playing a young Obi-Wan Kenobi or Alec Guinness when he was like in the 50s, 60s. So it, to me, it just seems like a harder movie to pull off, and I don't know if I'd really go that route, but I don't know. I'll make this to see <laughs> if it does they do go that route with the Han Solo movie just to see how they pull it off because it's going to be a hard task to do, I think. Yeah, I think it would be fun to see, though. I mean, um, if they could find the right young actor who could, you know, really play the part right, I think that would be cool. Just because there's so much stuff in Han Solo's backstory that's mentioned in the movies that we never actually see that I just thought would make for, you know, some fun stuff to see on screen. Yeah, because it would be cool to see him if they take stuff from the EU, like seeing him as part of the Imperial Academy and showing how he met Chewbacca for the first time and all that, that would definitely be cool to see. Right. Right. Yeah. I wanted to see that, like, uh, you know, him escaping from the empire and meeting up with Chewbacca for the first time. And then also some of the stuff they specifically reference in the movies, like making the parcel, uh, the parcel, the castle <laughs> run in less than 12 parsecs and, uh, the whole thing with Jabba the Hutt and, you know, dropping the spice at the first sign of an Imperial cruiser and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think, I mean, Han's a fun character anyways. And I love Chewbacca too. You know, I'm six foot eight, so I relate to Wookiees. Um, you know, so any chance to see those guys on screen again, I think would be a lot of fun. And I mean, who doesn't like seeing the Millennium Falcon outrun a Star Destroyer too? Yeah, definitely. They just got to get the perfect actor, which is the hardest part to me. Because any time you're going to think to yourself, if it's not right, you're going to say, well, that's not Harrison Ford, Han Solo that I know and love, but it's got to get a really great actor who looks and embodies the personality of the character. Yeah, but you know, I don't know that that would be super hard to do because um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. You mentioned Ewan McGregor playing Obi Wan and trying to copy what Alec Guinness did, and I think Obi Wan had a lot more kind of subtle mannerisms and speech patterns and things like that that Ewan McGregor really nailed, but yeah, sort of, you know, a lot more subtle nuances to the character. Whereas with Han, it's at least for me, it's kind of just more about the attitude and um, I don't know, just kind of that carefree outlook that he has and, you know, just sort of the charming rogue smuggler type guy. Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying that Harrison Ford didn't do a good job playing him or anything. I think, there is sort of some aspect of that performance that you have to try to incorporate if you're going to go with a young Han Solo. But um, I think as long as you can get somebody that's just got that energy and charisma and can kind of capture that attitude of that, you know, sort of rogue smuggler type character, I think it could work out pretty well. 
Yeah, and also to the whole age thing, like I mentioned earlier, like how far back are they going to go? Because uh, what, what do you say, like in his 30s in A New Hope? Like, if they go yeah, back well, Harrison Ford was 35. Early 20s or his teens. I mean, that's not going to be too big of an age difference between movies. So you have to get someone who looks pretty close to how he was in A New Hope. I mean, a little different, but not too much. Like, it's, it's not going to be a big drastic thing like uh, Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is going to probably be the biggest thing to pull off as far as getting the right look for it, depending how far back they go. Yeah. I mean, I would, if I had to guess, I'd say they'd probably go with someone maybe in their early 20s and, you know, maybe have the movie set like five or ten years before A New Hope. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see yep. how it goes. But if they did that, I would definitely be excited to see it. But, I mean, aside from that, um, were there any other characters or stories maybe that popped to your mind that they didn't mention but just that you thought you know if they do more than just these two spin-off movies if they keep making more than that you know anything that you would maybe want to see specifically in one of those movies you know what i've been thinking about that and just after recently watching the latest clone wars arc with darth maul and seeing how that ended i would really want to see darth maul again in a live action movie maybe even have a where Sam Whitwood would do his voice and have Ray Park play him again. I mean, just how that episode ended where we don't know what's going to happen to him. I would love to see that story continue in a live action sense. That so after seeing that cool. episode, Darth Maul is a character who kind of shot up my list of someone I'd want to see it again in a movie. Yeah, that could be interesting. Actually, because um, I had kind of thought about that, but not in terms of the Clone Wars. I mean, I'm assuming they'll revisit that story arc later in, you know, probably the next season of Clone Wars. Um, but I would maybe like to see maybe some of the EU stuff that takes place before Phantom Menace when uh, Darth Sidious is kind of using Darth Maul to you know infiltrate, infiltrate the criminal underworld and sort of get everything ready for his invasion of Naboo and everything. Um, I know there's some comics about it, and I haven't read a lot of those, but there's also a novel called Darth Maul Shadowhunter, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean getting to see, I guess getting to see any of that character on screen again would be cool. But uh, yeah, just something where he could, you know, kind of shine in his own movie because he really didn't get a lot of screen time in episode one, even though everybody loved him and wanted to see more of him. So that could be a cool one. Yeah, and these latest episodes just proved how great a character he is and how he can sustain his own movie if they ever go that route. Because there's so much more to him now than just being like the Sith assassin or the Sith who just knows how to fight in lightsaber battles. There's so much more to the character now that there's a lot you can do with them. Yeah, yeah. So that could definitely be cool to see. Um, and then, of course, I thought of, you know, some video game adaptations, like maybe a Force Unleashed movie or a Republic Commando movie or some of that stuff could be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, Force Unleashed 2 left on <laughs> the ending left us on a cliffhanger. With, and it doesn't look like we're going to get a third one anytime soon. So I wonder if maybe that's the possibility, like finish that story arc with a new movie with Starkiller and all that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Force Unleashed 2, I almost wish they hadn't made that in the first place, just because it kind of seemed like a cheap cash-in to, you know, just try to capitalize on the success of the first one. They were like, oh, we weren't planning a sequel. I mean, obviously, I don't think they were, because the end really doesn't leave room for a sequel. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who maybe hasn't played that game, although I'm sure if you plan to, you probably have by now. But... Yeah, the second one, I mean, it's like Star Killer's a clone, and you shouldn't even be able to clone Jedi in the first place. And it's, I mean, a really short story that they then leave on a cliffhanger for a third one that then got canceled. And so I'm like, I wish 
they had just left it at one because the first Force Unleashed had a really good story, I thought, and I think that would maybe be cool to adapt into a movie at some point if they, you know, really decide to expand it and just keep doing a whole bunch of stories in different standalone movies. Yeah, because when you hear Sam, what we're talking about, it seems like a lot, a lot of people out there who are clamoring for a, a third one just to get that story resolved. Oh, I yeah, just because you want to know what happens at about the, the second one and then just how the first one, it was a good ending to that story. It fit perfectly and kind of led nicely into A New Hope. It was kind of like what you said, too. The second one just did kind of feel like an attack on that didn't necessarily need to be told. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't think the second one was all that necessary, but I like the story of the first one, and I think that would be cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but and then like I said, Republic Commando. I mean, I know a lot oh, of people. Love <laughs> I'd, be that awesome. story. I'd be awesome. Yeah, or see, it's interesting because I mean, there are so many different stories in the Clone Wars that you could tell. Um, yep. You know, with the Clone Wars series, they'll spend like a twenty-minute episode showing you know a battle for a planet or something. But you could make like a Star Wars, you know, sort of do it in the style of a war movie and have like a two hour long movie, just about a battle for a planet or something. But, you know, it's like, how important is that when it's just sort of one piece in this overall story that's already been covered in episodes two and three. So I don't know if they would do that, but if they did decide to do more movies set in the Clone Wars time period, I mean, yeah, there's Republic Commando. There's all kinds of Clone Wars comics that have really cool stories. Um, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to dwell on that too much just because we've already had the Clone Wars animated series going for the last five years. But um, Yeah, I kind of agree that as cool as it would be to see all that stuff, I have a feeling they're probably going to move away from the Clone Wars era for a while with the yeah. new movies and everything. Because just like you said, we had so far five seasons and at least six of that era in the animated series. So I'd probably be something they're going to stay away from a while, I would think. Yeah, which would be fine because, I mean, like I said, we've got the Clone Wars animated series, so I kind of would like to see them move on and tell us new stories. But if they did come back at some point and just make, like, one big Star Wars war movie or make a Republic Commando movie or something, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I just want to see – because their armor is so cool in that (laughs) show. We want to see that in live action. Yeah, for sure. Or, I mean, just see more of those guys in any yep. medium. If they made another game, or hopefully we get to see more of them in the Clone Wars animated series before that series is over. But, um, yeah, and then, you know what, I'd also like to see a movie set in the Old Republic time period. I think that would be cool. Just because there's, like, so much stuff going on in that time period with the first Knights of the Old Republic game and, you know, the Old Republic MMO, and they've got, um, you know, comics and novels and all that kind of stuff set in that universe so that could be pretty cool too there's a lot of material to draw from and it's kind of an interesting time period that's like way before the movie so they could tell some stories that um you know a lot of people haven't seen before because it's so far removed from luke and vader and everything that you think about with you know the star wars films so that could be cool to see yeah i haven't really been the old republic era hasn't been my like my favorite time period of the star wars universe but um just recently uh, i heard the audiobook of uh the novel deceived i focused on darth malgus and all that and i really enjoyed that i thought he was a, a good character and there was some cool characters set in the backdrop of the old republic game and once i read that I read, yeah there's some cool stuff in here that would make for a good movie if they decide to go in that time period so that would be something i would like to see the only thing that bugs me about that era is how similar things look to like the clone wars era like the 
the Republic Commandos outfits in that time period almost look like clone trooper armor. And this certain things with the Sith where it looks almost like Darth Malgus outfits, almost sim- too similar to Darth Vader. And you see TIE fighters and Star Destroyers, that ships that look like that. Yeah. That's like my only nitpick about that area is where two th- things look too similar when it's like 3,000 years before. But yeah. there's definitely some good stories in there to be told. Yeah, no, I kind of had that same issue with it too, but that's not even the whole Old Republic era as kind of as a whole, I mean, with the novels and the comics and stuff like that, it's mostly just with the, uh, the new MMO game that does that. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't, have you ever played the first Knights of the Old Republic video game? Yeah, that's the thing. That one had its own unique look, like the Sith uh, army looked, had its own look, the ships were different. So that's why I was kind of thinking, why'd they do that for the game, the MMO game where everything kind of looks like it's from the Clone Wars? Yeah, I think they were trying to just make it more accessible and trying to reach out to a broader audience and, Maybe, you know, there are a lot of people who haven't played the first Knights of the Old Republic, but who have seen the Star Wars movies. And so they wanted to give them something to latch on to and feel like you're kind of playing as, you know, maybe Darth Vader or a Stormtrooper, you know, the equivalent of that just three or four thousand years in the past. But I do like the uh, kind of the setting and the aesthetic and everything of the original Knights of the Old Republic games better. And so I would love to see a movie set in that time period especially with Darth Revan and the Mandalorian Wars and all the kind of cool, rich history that comes with that storyline. Yeah, I mean, like we always say, there's so much cool stuff in the Star Wars universe. You can never run out of ideas or characters or time periods to choose from. It's just so vast and it's just so many great stories in there. Like we said, Star like people worried about Star Wars fatigue, but I don't think... If, for those who are really invested in the universe, I don't think see how you can get fatigued if they choose these different time periods. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're just talking about stuff that already exists in the EU and, you know, characters from video games and comics and stuff. They could also do standalone movies about completely new characters. And, you know, if there are new characters in episode seven, they could maybe do a spinoff movie about one of those guys before episode eight. Or they could, you know, set a movie during the Clone Wars of the Old Republic or some other time period, but make it about some completely new character we've never heard of. So the possibilities are endless and I'm like super excited now because you know we're just gonna get a ton of cool new star wars stuff and i can't wait to see it it's gonna be a barrage of star wars which <laughs> i'm welcoming <laughs> I yeah can't wait. yeah if anybody else is like ah too much i'll just be like i'll take yours and mine yeah <laughs> it's enough for both of us there you go but uh yeah i mean besides that any other news that we were going to cover this week I also, too, was um, mentioned in the, uh, when the Disney CEO, Bob, Bob Iger, announced that. And also, too, when I'm thinking about it, I wonder if it was something that they were planning to announce. Because it sounded like that wasn't the purpose of that interview. It was supposed to like just revealing like Disney's shares for that quarter or something. And he just happened to mention that they're doing the spinoff movies. And it kind of came as a surprise. I wonder if he planned that or, or if it was just something that he figured of for talking about that. I might as well just mention it here. But what he also revealed was that um, Lawrence Kasdan and Simon Kinberg are going to be involved in the spinoff movies as well as consultants for J.J. Abrams in Episode 7, which I think is pretty cool, just knowing that they're going to be involved with not just Episode 7, but also the spinoff movies. And it kind of makes sense, too, if they are going to base it off classic characters that we already know, that would they would have someone like Lawrence Kasdan kind of be in charge of that. So I think that was a pretty big newsworthy uh, note from that announcement is that they are going to be involved not only in episode seven, but the spinoffs as well. 
Yeah, no, you're right. And I forgot to mention that earlier, but we did finally get official confirmation on that because, um, I mean, a while ago we heard that Lucasfilm had, you know, brought um, Lawrence Kasdan and Simon Kinberg on and there were rumors going around that they were either going to be writing episodes eight or nine or that they were writing separate spinoff movies, but we didn't know exactly what they were working on. Um, just that they had been brought in by Lucasfilm to write something. And then when they announced that J.J. Abrams was the director, they announced that those two guys were going to be sort of writing consultants or creative consultants on the project, just coming up with the story and stuff. And so then I was thinking like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're just helping focus on episode seven. Maybe they're not working on their own stuff besides that. But now we know that, yeah, like you said, they're you know, helping to develop episode seven, but then they're also each writing their own standalone movies too, which is great because if these rumors about Han and Boba Fett, um, end up being true, then, you know, it's great to know that the guy writing one of those movies is going to be one of the guys who wrote the empire strikes back. So we know that's that's in good hands. Yeah. To me, that's where Han Solo was at as best as the empire (laughs) and who better to write in the Lord's cousin again, if they are doing a new movie for him. Yeah, I mean, Han Solo's great in Empire, and that's the introduction of Boba Fett. So, you know, having Lawrence Kasdan write either one of those characters in their own movie would be really cool. Yeah, and IGN just had an interview with uh, both Lawrence Kasdan and Simon Kinberg, I think, a few days ago. And they were just talking about how Lawrence Kasdan was... It's kind of weird being in a writer's room with uh, Simon Kinberg, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arndt kind of collaborating all together. It's like a new experience for him. And he said it's really fun just bouncing off these different ideas. So should be interesting. This I don't think it's going to affect his writing that much since he's just used to writing by himself. But he just seems very excited about who he's working with and what the ideas are coming up with. So it should be really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, just one other thing we were going to note. Um, this actually came out just a couple days after we recorded our last episode and posted it. But, uh, you know, obviously earlier last year, Star Wars Episode One came out in 3D. And they were planning to do 3D re-releases of all six films, and episodes two and three were supposed to come out back-to-back later this fall. And Lucasfilm announced that they're postponing those for now, uh, just that they can focus all their efforts on making seven, eight, and nine, which, uh, you know, I can totally understand. And I was looking forward to seeing especially episode three in theaters again. But, uh, you know, if this is going to make episode seven come out faster or if it's going to make it a better movie and you know just letting them focus all their efforts on that i'm like yeah sure go for it i want to see the new stuff yeah i agree at first i was disappointed saying uh, we're not going to see these movies on the big screen for a while again but like you said rather have it focus on episode seven to get that out hopefully in its uh, 2015 target date because i think there has been some talk saying that jj abrams isn't committed to that date but hopefully if they get everyone involved on just to focus on episode seven, it should make that. But I just find it curious because I would think episode two should have been pretty close to completed. And I'm not sure about episode three, but since it's supposed to come out at the end of this year, you think they'd have most of the work done already. And if if there was some stuff, it shouldn't be take too long just to finish it to maybe get one of them out at that time. So I am kind of curious to wondering how close were they to being done as far as converting those movies into 3d at least episode two for me i would think was closer than episode three but i guess we won't know i mean unless they were working on them simultaneously which maybe they were because originally they said they were going to release one movie a year and then they said that uh you know because i think episode one came out in like february of 2012 
And so it's like instead of episode two coming out early this year and episode three coming out early next year, they're just going to release them back to back later this year. And I think probably the reason they were doing that is that they might have been working on them simultaneously so they could just release the two of them um, together at the same time and finish them around the same time. So maybe they still had a good amount of work to do on both of them. I don't know. Yeah, I remember hearing that uh, they finished episode one ahead of schedule or they were able to start on episode two a little earlier, but I guess I wasn't <laughs> able to finish it in time anyway. But I'm kind of curious, as they say postpone, but I'm wondering if we're ever going to see these in the theater, the 3D conversions again. Because I thought it would be the perfect lead-up to episode seven. You have two and three this year, then you can maybe release the original trilogy at a time period that would lead up to maybe episode six coming out the beginning of 2015, and then in May you would have episode seven. But so I'm just wondering if we're going to see the original trilogy now or if they're just going to kind of just can it all together. Because I don't see like the opportunity to re-release these again once episode seven comes around. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, if they did decide to just scrap the whole thing, I wouldn't be hugely disappointed. Um, Because episodes two and three were probably the ones that I was most excited about seeing in 3D. Um, I mean, with all the other movies, there was like a specific scene I could think of that would look really cool. I mean, I was really excited about the pod race in episode one um, and looking forward to like episode four. I was thinking the Death Star Trench run would look really cool and the asteroid field chase in Empire Strikes Back and the speeder bike chase in uh, Return of the Jedi. But with episodes two and three, I mean, because they've got so many CG environments and so many different, you know, 3D models and all that kind of stuff, I thought those would look really cool in 3D. But the rest of them, I'm like, I could kind of take it or leave it. I mean, sure, it would be cool to go see those on the big screen again, but I don't think they need to be in 3D, Um, especially with episode one. I mean, there were some scenes in there that I was just like, yeah, on the whole, the whole 3D thing for the entire movie I don't know. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And there were some scenes that were really cool, but for the movie as a whole, I don't know that the 3D made it a whole lot better. So, I mean, if they're just going to drop this whole thing to focus on making the new movies better, like, I'm all for it. Um, Yeah. And, you know, what? the other thing, too, if you think about it, nowadays a lot of movies will do, you know, marathons and stuff before new movies come out, like... I remember hearing about theaters that like leading up to the midnight show of the Avengers, they'd be showing all the Marvel movies that had yeah. come up to that point. So I would not be surprised if they did something like that for star Wars where, you know, maybe the day before the episode seven midnight release, they do an all day marathon of episodes one through six or something like that. And then in that case, you know, if they're not in 3d, I would still be happy just to get to watch those movies on the big screen again. So that would be cool. And even if they never do them in 3D again, I'm sure this won't be the last time we'll ever get to see those on the big screen. Yeah, I'm right with you. I mean, I really could care less about the 3D. It's more the fact of just seeing them on the big screen again is always cool. And if, uh, like you said, if they ever do a marathon before the release of Episode 7, I'd be the first in line for a ticket. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. No, you'd be second. I actually did that for uh, The Dark Knight Rises. They played the first two movies leading up to the midnight showing of that, and that was really cool. Oh, I did, nice. did that for all six Star Wars movies for leading up to Episode 7. No. I'd be in heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would just like camp out there all day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much all the news we have to cover this week, right? Yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, the big okay. stuff was the spinoff movies, which is just cool to hear confirmation about it that it, they are happening with episode seven, eight, and nine. So yeah, just can't wait. Yeah, and we will of course let you guys know as soon as we hear anything more about that. 
um, you know, if they announce who's directing them, what they're definitely going to be about, if they're going to do even more spinoff movies beyond. I think they just they said that right now they're working on two, right? Yeah, just two. Yeah. So, I mean, if they make more than that or, you know, whatever, I'm sure there's still more news to come. So we will keep you guys posted. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at uh, just look up Star Wars The Saga Continues, or you can follow us on Twitter at Star Wars TSC. Um, keep on listening to the podcast. Write us reviews on iTunes. Send us email if you want, uh, Kyle at CloneWarsPodcast.com or Tim at CloneWarsPodcast.com. Um, Tim, you got anything else you want to add? I think that's about to it. Okay, well, that's it from us this week. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. May the Force be with you. See you, everyone.